Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business and the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by Sage. And Ron, we are here live again at IPBC in Richmond, B.C., Canada, Canada, Canada. That's Canada. It. There we go. Yeah, and we have a Canadian with us. We do. We do have a Excellent. Canadian with us. And uh, full disclosure, Nancy and I actually do go back a little bit longer than just Sage. Correct. We uh, we both. Uh, well, I, she worked for, but I was a partner of uh, an organization n- now known as one of our competitors, but at the time it was called Great Plain Software. Oh, you go back to yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, yep. I've heard some of those stories. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. North and Dakota. What happens in Fargo <laughs> stays. <laughs> And what is perhaps most interesting, and Nancy and I were talking about this last night, is as of probably November 6th, I think election day is the 5th this year, uh, we will be on a first name basis with probably the next governor of North Dakota. Go Doug Burgo. Doug Burgo. It's like, that's kind of wacky. And I I reflect on that and think, I know a governor of a state. That's cool. It's kind of weird. All right. Anyway, Nancy, thanks for being on the Soul of Enterprise. Nancy is the Director of Sales North America for Sage Accountant Solutions. Welcome to the Soul Thank of Enterprise, you. and tell our audience because I know a little bit. What what do you do? What do you do sure. for Sage? Sure. So at Sage, I focus on the accountants segment, which means my group works with accountants who are in public practice. Uh, I manage a team who uh, expand from inside sales in each of Atlanta and Richmond, BC, uh, for U.S. and Canada, respectively, and. Um, a bunch of folks who are road warriors and live in home offices all around North America. Yeah. And why do you do what you do, Nancy? You've done this for a long time, as have mm-hmm. I. Why are you in this industry? Why this? Well, it's interesting because, um, like you, yeah, I thought, oh, although I've got this huge history of experience working with mid-market channel partners selling ERP or accounting software, and I thought, I am just going to nail this thing. I've got lots of experience. And I came to Sage and landed in the Accountant Solutions Group, and none of that experience really applied here, which was fun, (laughs) because I had never worked with accountants in public practice. I had always worked with accountants in industry, Industry. Uh, Uh, so CFOs, controllers, VPs of finance, very different conversations. Um, So while my history, I felt, uh, you know, added some value, it actually ended up being a huge learning curve for me with this new audience. Um, Why do I do what I do with these guys? Because you know what, at the end of the day, it's still a channel that we work with um, together to bring value to their customers. Okay. Yeah. Well, given your experience of, of the looking at the profession, what do you think some of the biggest challenges are? Well, I think, I mean, uh, you know, certainly some of the events that I've participated with you guys and heard some of the interviews that you've done with some thought leaders, um, you know, I, I completely agree that, um, you know, technology is changing as the game changer to this industry and to many professions. And I think that digging in of the heels and being really concerned about continuing to make revenue the way we've always made revenue um, is going to really start to hurt some people if, if they don't start to embrace right. that that things are changing. Um, technology is enabling this change. And, you know, whether it's artificial intelligence or uh, business process outsourcing or whatever it is, all of a sudden a lot of the work that was very valuable and um, meant lots of billable hours uh, is now being commoditized. And if you're holding so close onto this old way of doing business, um, it kind of feels like, you know, the house could be crumbling around you. And are you, are you even aware until that last brick hits you in the head, right? So... 
And, and, and I know this is a very deep question and probably unfair, but how do you get some of your member firms to overcome those challenges, that resistance to change? Yeah, it's, it's tricky. So when I joined Sage two years ago, my team was much smaller. It was the, that group of road warriors, um, so the field sales reps. And their entire job was to have conversations about cloud accounting. That was their entire role. Um, and of course, we know that you know the, the tens of thousands of firms that we work with um, as Sage in North America, uh, those relationships date back to our desktop products. And of course, we still embrace and support those products with those member firms. What we were trying to do is say, you know, we're not saying step away from that. We're not saying stop doing that. We just want to have a conversation about what's coming, um, about this cloud accounting that could kind of start to be that game changer and kind of start to move you in a different direction. So if we start to automate a bunch of stuff that took hours and hours of data entry, we get it. That's a lot less billable hours for you. It dovetails beautifully into a conversation about value pricing, right? And so we found that these conversations were less about selling product and more about preparing our partners to start to make that leap into a new way of doing business with their with their customers. Changing their business yeah. model, yeah. which is what Ray talked yeah, about. Totally. His keynote, yeah, totally. the firm of the now. Totally. Uh, on the other, just on the other side of that, uh, what do you see as the biggest opportunities in the profession? So I kind of see that same thing being the biggest opportunity, right? So you can look at it one of two ways. And I think I heard uh, Daniel Suskind at Sage Summit talk about that. We can all be really, really scared that our jobs are going to go away, or we can start to see this blue ocean opportunity of new work, of new ways to add value outside of, you know, this kind of make busy stuff that, you know, a peg, you know, one of our bot could do on our behalf. Um, And so I think what is the scariest is also potentially the biggest opportunity. Biggest opportunity. Yeah. Are you optimistic about technology going forward and its ability to, it might make some things redundant, but it will might free up the profession to do higher value things? Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if we think about, you know, kind of that, that low level, that make busy work, and, I, and we see it in all, in all businesses. In my business, I see it, you know, I'll talk to, to folks on my team about what are you, where are you spending your time? Like, is that something we can shift to another part of the organization? Is it something we can automate? Is the, can we create a report for that? Um, you know, no different than the accounting profession or any other profession. If you peel away, what are those little make busy you know, projects that you're still really holding on to because it's more billable hours or whatever it is, um, then, you know, then it really frees you up to start to think about how can I operate at the next level? How can I start to add some real differentiation over my competitors because those competitors that will kill me don't look like me, right? <laughs> right. And we're here at, at IPBC, yeah. as we mentioned. And so if accountants were new to you, what about bookkeepers? What have you noticed about this group that might be even different perhaps than some of the, the accounting, uh, yeah. the true accountants that yeah. you've encountered? Yeah. So, I mean, the bookkeepers are in the trenches. They're doing um, you know, great work for their, for their many of their small business clients. They are probably a little closer to, or a little further away from um, getting to that value pricing model. I think, as a, if I if I could make a blanket statement, um, because their work ha- is a lot of piecework, right? So it's I'm doing 
this set of financial statements for you or I'm doing this amount of data entry for you. I've met uh, many, many uh, bookkeepers all across Canada and the US where we'll go in and start to have a conversation about the automation that some of our technology can deliver. And I can see for some people, the light bulb goes off and, they, and they're already seeing how they can add value in different ways based on that automation, especially if they're doing value pricing because their, their profit margin just went up, yay. But for others, I see during the meeting, their body language will change. They'll cross their arms over their chest. Oh my. And, yeah. and, and I'm just like, and by then I'm reaching for my purse and going, okay, let's, <laughs> good, good, let's good. go. Like, we, this is falling on deaf ears. You got, you got to know when to cut, right? Like, you just cut, cut bait, let's go. Um, because I think for some... It, it, you know, they just can't see past. But why wouldn't, why would I not want to do data entry? That's more billable hours. Yeah, pretty, pretty incredible stuff. And so what would you say to, to bookkeepers who are perhaps not members of IPBC in mm -hmm. Canada? Hmm. So I think, um, you know, many, many of our Sage Accountants Network members are uh, members of IPBC, which is great. Um, some are not. And, and when I have conversations about why they're not, um, you know, it really, uh, the answers can really range, you know, the gamut. And I think um, for some of them, you know, maybe there's a resistance to certification or for whatever reason, mm -hmm. they don't feel like, you know, it's something they want to, uh, you know, be part of. But, um, but what I'll say is I think there's a lot of value to less about the certification. I have a badge that says now I'm a really, really good bookkeeper and more about the power of community. Mm -hmm. and right. of networking and of learning. I mean, this morning I ran into a bookkeeper from Victoria who really wanted to make a connection with somebody demographically that looks like her because she's reached that point of maturation in her firm where she's kind of hitting some growth obstacles and just wants to talk to somebody that's like her, you know? And, and that's where I think the power of community and networking um, and that kind of peer feedback. And I think that's something you can get from being part of an organization like this one. That's Nancy, good. what would your advice be to a bookkeeper who just wants to start out, hmm. just, just going to launch? What would you? What would be your advice? I think no different than anybody that's looking to start a company of any kind, which is, how are you different? How are you adding value? Mm. And if you can't answer that, then I'm not sure. I mean, I think you could eat off of your business. Yes. I mean, I think it's going to be enough for you to live and eat. Um, are you going to thrive? Are you going to be happy? Are you gonna, is it something you can be passionate about? Like, why would somebody choose to do business with you over someone else? What's your differentiator? And, and if you don't have, an, and what's your, your why? I'm going to go back to maybe the Simon Sinek question, right? Like, what's your why, right? And so that's probably the, the conversation I'd have. That's excellent advice. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you feel about uh, niching? Hmm. Well, I think it's a differentiator, right? I think uh, if given the choice, if I was a, uh, you know, a not-for-profit in Burlington, Ontario, um, and had the choice to work with a bookkeeper who does manufacturing and distribution clients and, you know, rock stars and whatever, or I could work with one that's really got a lot of um, experience in my yeah, world, right. I'd probably, so I see it as a good differentiator. Yeah. yeah. Good. Well, as you may know, we have an exit question yeah. that we ask all of our guests. Sir, I know you're well prepared for this. This is my, my all-time favorite question that really I, I stole from another mutual friend of ours, Howard Hansen. Oh, wow. Yeah, from in the interview process. So Howard was also a great Plains person. And so that is, who is a hero of yours and why are they a hero? Hmm, interesting. So, uh, so I'll say a recent 
hero over the last three or four years uh, is somebody who none of you have heard of. Her name is TJ Jerome, and she was um, the hiking manager at a resort. Um, I won't call a fat camp, but it was a pretty <laughs> intense, pretty intense <laughs> resort that focused on health and wellness mm-hmm. and doing um, just like six hours of working out a day and being on a restricted wow. diet, just a crazy program. So I was there for a week because I really wanted to, um, you know, really make my health a priority and turn things around and met her because they had a, an intense hiking program and got her backstory. And she was, uh, you know, at a place in her life prior to working there in that job where she was, um, she was actually in the prison system, not as a prisoner. Oh, no, that's a, good. <laughs> <laughs> but as a prison guard and, uh, and she was kind of, you know, out of shape, not in very good health, not very happy, um, you know, decided to, to do this program herself and literally changed her life really through hiking, got healthy. Wow. And, and, now, and now has since left that program, left the, the company, um, left the resort, and she has kicked off just her own where she does these guided hikes to Machu Picchu or Mount Kilimanjaro. And she's made a business out of this passion that she found through, um, through this program. And uh, it had such an impact on me that um, a couple months after leaving that program in November uh, 2012, I spent the um, entire year of uh, 2013 doing what I called my year of sweat. So every day for 365 mm-hmm. days, I worked out and made that a priority in my life. And I attribute a lot of that to TJ. Wow. Yeah. And now I think cool. I know where your Twitter picture comes from. Yes. I, okay, very good. <laughs> well, Nancy, how can somebody get a hold of you? Uh, so Twitter is a great way. So okay. I'd love to connect with people on Twitter, which is at Nancy Tex, N-A-N-C-Y-T-E-X. And uh, certainly via email as well. So nancy.texera, I will spell it for you, at sage.com. So texera is T-E-I-X-E-I-R-A. All right. Well, Nancy Texera, the Director of Sales for Sage North America, thanks for being a guest on The Soul of Enterprise. My pleasure. Thank you, Nancy.